Welcome to Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. About a year or maybe a year and a half ago, I told some stories about the horses that we had on the ranch, the ones that we used a lot. And some of them were really good cow ponies, uh, good hard workers, and really enjoyable just to ride and work with. We had others than them. And so I thought I'd tell you a few of, about them that we had. There was one that was really hard to work with. He was part quarter horse and uh, part Arabian. So he's half and half. And we've always heard that sometimes that may not be the world's best mix. But uh, somehow it happened and we had him, we named him Comanche. He was a, a pretty little colt. But for over a year, we tried and tried to kind of tame him, break him to halter, everything that we could do. And he just was totally not having it. He would not listen. He would not stay standing still. He would bite the ropes continually. One time we were having to trim his feet. So finally, dad was the one who was trimming his feet. And we had that poor colt. He was about a year, maybe a year and a half old at that point. He was tied up so tight. We had a scotch on him. If you know what that is, it's a rope kind of around his neck and around his back foot. So he couldn't kick. We had the other two feet tied together. Just We finally said he was tied up so much he couldn't even blink. Because that's the only way that we could trim his feet. He would fight us absolutely. We tried breaking him to halter and to be able to even tie up to something. And he would pull back, rear back, break things. And there were some things we tried, uh, things that I'd read about, things to do, you know, put a halter on, put it over a good stout fence and uh, attach the rope to his front leg and he would pull back and he would fight himself and finally stop. But as soon as you let go and tried to time, he would fight it again. He was probably the most headstrong, uncooperative colt that we've ever seen. So after about a year and a half or so, we finally got rid of him. I don't even know who bought him. I feel sorry for whoever got it. We had another one, though, a little colt. Her name was Sabrina. Sabrina was a really a pretty, just a kind of a red color. It was She was uh, short. She almost looked like she had uh, like a little bit of Morgan in her or something. But uh, I don't think she did. But she was on the, she was just so opposite from Comanche. She was gentle. She was eager to please. She just wanted to do whatever would make you happy. And so to teach her to stay tied to something took about three minutes, I guess. I don't know. That may be an exaggeration. To be able to pick her feet up and trim her feet, no problem. To lead her around, she was very willing to do that. To go out and catch her, she would come up to you right away. <laughs> she was marvelous. She was actually the first horse that I broke uh, to ride. 
And to say it that way sounds like, you know, it was a really a hard deal. It wasn't hard at all. She was ready to be used in any way. And so when she was about two, maybe two and a half years old, I started working with her and started uh, putting the saddle on and she was happy with it. And finally came the time and I didn't know exactly what I was doing there, but I uh, figured I could get on there. And so I swung on the saddle all ready to ride and she just kind of humped her back a little bit, kind of looked back at me and said, okay, now what? <laughs> that was all there was to it. The hard part was getting her to go ahead and move and learn to neck rein a little bit. And she was really a, a fun little colt. We didn't keep her because she was actually kind of small for a cow pony. And all of us were pretty big. My dad and myself and even my brother were pretty big. And my mom had one favorite horse that she liked to ride. And so we finally sold Sabrina too. But always remember her as the first horse that I broke. We had a couple other horses. One, you'll love the name, Pond Juan. He was part uh, Arabian. He was a very proud-looking horse, very kind of a deep sorrel color and a really proud neck. His big problem was that he was pretty dumb. <laughs> he One of the things that he would do, if you know what cribbing is, he would chew on fence posts. Nobody knows exactly why. Maybe it's a nervous condition. Uh, maybe it's boredom, uh, but it, we didn't have any other horses that really did it. It was just Pond Juan. And uh, we could ride him, but he was slow. Uh, he wasn't a good cow pony. You pony him in the direction you wanted to go, and you kind of just had to steer him that direction. He just didn't understand. And uh, so we didn't use him a whole lot, but I started using him as a, as a pack animal. As I would go out up on the upper range and spend a night out or something. I used him as my pack animal, uh, put on a pack saddle and uh, my food and bedroll and whatever else I needed. And he did fine with that. He was okay with being led around wherever we went. Uh, and he was okay with that. I'll never forget Pond Juan as being maybe one of the most unusual horses we ever had. Another one we had, it wasn't ours actually, it was a horse of a friend of ours who wanted us to teach him to become a, a, a good cow pony. So we took him, um, the horse's name was Jock. He was a Palomino, if you know what a Palomino is, really, really pretty horse. And Jock could really travel. He was one of the fastest walking horses I think we ever had. And we were, we were just out wanting to cover country. Like if I wanted to just go out and see what was going on with the cattle on the other side of the mountain or something like that, I would take Jock. He was a pretty easy horse to ride. And he, like I said, he moved very quickly. However, as soon as he went into a trot, 
he was about the most uncomfortable horse you can ever imagine to ride. His trot was something that would just jar your teeth. And so you either had him walk fast, which his fast walk was probably as fast as horses' trots, or get him up to a gallop, which we didn't do that a whole lot. And I would just move Jock along like that. But he was another one who had some learning disabilities when it came to cattle. Uh, he was willing. He wanted to do what was needed. But when it came time to really move the cattle, he was either too interested in each one. I remember a couple of times riding him and he would just walk up behind a little calf as we were trying to move him and just start nudging him with his nose. <laughs> he just was really interested in that one little calf and except I'm having to watch this whole bunch and trying to get them moving together. There were times when I would have to try to run after something and get them back in the bunch. And again, like I said, his trot was terrible. And so I'd go over there and by the end, I'd get over there and I would already be sore. And then he didn't know what to do. And I would have to try to do everything to get him just to move those cows back in the bunch. Poor Jock tried so hard, but he just didn't have it. I tried roping from him and he was pretty afraid of the rope. And finally I got him past that. He wasn't fast enough then for running to really go after something and rope him. Then he got into a place where he started rearing back with me. And of course, anytime a horse does that, he's not paying attention to what's going on. And in that country where we were, there's a lot of brush and the cattle are going in there and you have to go in after them and go through that brush. And Jock got to where he was suddenly coming up to that brush and he would just rear back on his hind legs. Well, in some ways that like might look kind of cool, you know, it looked like I'm uh, the lone ranger or something like that, but it's dangerous. And plus you're going to lose the cattle. And so I was trying to figure out how in the world do I break this horse from doing this? Because I don't know whether he thought it was fun or, or what, uh, but I finally read an article in Western Horsemen, and they said, just have a, like a water balloon with you. Now, that sounds kind of silly, but I did, a water balloon, and then ride him right into that brush where he's been rearing. And as soon as he rears back, take that water balloon and hit him right between the ears with it. So I didn't know any difference. So I thought, sounds like it might work. And so I was up at the cabin way up high in the pasture. I read about it. And so I had a couple of balloons with me. I filled them up, got on jock, and I went down the trail just a little bit and got to some service brush and just started riding into it. And sure enough, he rears back just like he did. And I took that water balloon and whacked him right between the ears. And of course, it popped. Water went everywhere. And uh, first of all, he kind of jumped. I, I thought he might start bucking, but he didn't because I don't think he knew how. And he kind of looked around and I thought, well, that might have done it. And so I rode him up to another brush and he kind of backed up again. And I had two balloons with me. I hit him again and the water broke and everything. And after that, 
Jock never did rear back in the brush, but he still wasn't a very good cow pony. We finally gave Jock back to our friend and said, you know, he's a pretty horse, and he was. He can walk like nobody's business, and, and he could do that, but he's never going to make a cow pony. One of the ones that we had up on the Wiminooch there in Pagosa Springs was a horse. His name was Bill. <laughs> what a name for a horse. He was a really a, kind of a red sorrel, not a whole lot to stand out, but he was also a pretty good walker. Uh, not a particularly great cow pony, but you could move things. We used him some, and actually he was one uh, there the place where uh, we were at the time. There were other people who would come uh, as friends of the owner. Dad was just uh, running the place right then, and Bill was one that they would often give, and they would ride if they were helping try to move the cattle or whatever. But our great but our great involvement with Bill was with Ann. Ann and I took a horse pack trip from where we were there on the Wiminooch Valley up over the Continental Divide and eventually went to Silverton in Colorado. It was quite a long trip. It was about 60 miles uh, over some really rough and rugged country. It was a beautiful trip. It was something that it was one of our favorite times ever. And as we went along, Bill did really well. When we finally got to Silverton, we were riding down into town. It had been raining and we had on our slickers and we had our shaps and hats that pulled down low. We had a, a mule behind us I'll tell about in a minute. And we're walking right down into Silverton and people are whipping out their cameras. They're taking pictures. We're in pictures all over the place, I'm sure. We did look good, and Bill did look good then. After the trip was over, after we actually had left, and at that point, we were still living in New Jersey, Ann and I went back, and Dad told us later, about a week later, there were some people came, and they wanted to ride horses, and so he got the horses they usually do together, and Bill was one of them. And they saddled up Bill, everybody got ready, and whoever it was swung onto Bill's back, and Bill started bucking like a world champion bucking horse. <laughs> it bucked the guy off, and he hit the ground hard, and everybody looked at, Bill, what in the world got into you? And everybody decided that he was thinking, there is no way I'm getting on a trail and going all the way to Silverton again. It was, it was really funny to us. Probably not so funny to the guy that got bucked off. As we were going on that trip, we had a mule with us just to carry a lot of our stuff. And he was a good mule, traveled well, and it was a lot of fun to have him. But there was another mule that we had there on the place. His name was Jelly Bean. He was that name, I guess, because he was about the same shape as a jelly bean. He had this big pot belly, and 
at that point, we guessed he was probably about 30 years old because mules can live a long time. And he wasn't used for anything. He was just kind of out to pasture. But Jelly Bean was so much fun to watch because he'd be grazing there in one part of the field and he'd look over across the fence and it looked like a good piece of grass. And that mule could jump like nobody's business. He would, wouldn't run and jump. He'd just kind of stand there and just kind of hop over the fence. Now, that fence was about four and a half feet high. And he would eat there in the grass, and it was good there. And pretty soon he'd see everybody was over on the other side, and he would just hop back over. We watched him do it many times. He was the most amazing fat mule you ever saw. But he was a lot of entertainment. Well, those are some more of the horses that I spent time with, some of them quite a bit of time. <laughs> on the horse pack trip, one morning, the horses and the mule all took off because they thought they were getting left behind because a whole bunch of horses went by. I had to go and get them and bring them back. Maybe that's what Bill was unhappy about. Horses are amazing creatures. I love them. I still love hanging around them. I just think that the time that I was able to have with horses, a lot of them, the time I spent there on the ranch, all the cowboying that needed to be done, was one of the great and special times of my life. And I'm very thankful to the Lord for the time that I was able to have. If you have horses, you probably understand this a lot. There are some horses that are special and it's really great to remember them. Well, that's enough for horses for now. I'll see you again next time. This is Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire.